Balancing Point, Episode 11. Welcome to the Balancing Point Podcast, where we invite you to join us on a journey into the amazing world of professional ballet. Our guests will provide you with an inside peek into this exclusive world while offering motivation and inspiration on how to not only succeed in dance, but also in life. And now, your host, Kimberly Falco. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Balancing Point Podcast. Before we start on today's interview with Allison DeBona, I'd like to remind you to stop by our website where you'll find more details about each of our guests. My co-founder, Marge Porter, has done an amazing job on our show notes pages with videos, photos, and links to each of the guests' personal pages. The pages are definitely worth checking out. Marge is also our social media guru, keeping us active and involved, so if you have any questions or comments, we are quick to respond. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, so we'd love to connect. And they're all at Balancing Point, P-O-I-N-T-E. All right, so let's get started. Today's guest is Allison DeBona, who is a soloist with Ballet West of Salt Lake City, Utah. Allison also is a featured cast member on CW's hit reality TV show series, Breaking Point. After witnessing declining ticket sales and slash budgets at Ballet West, as well as other companies worldwide, Allison readily agreed to participate in the reality series in hopes of bringing ballet to a more mainstream and modern audience. As such, she has successfully created a social media audience of more than tens of thousands of followers. Among them, naturally, are thousands of aspiring dancers of every genre looking up to her and watching her and wondering how they could potentially be her. So given how her goals are meshed with those of our podcast, naturally we wanted to tell her story. And it may surprise some that Allison's journey has not been typical for a dancer. Allison actually quit dancing at age 13 and did not start up again until she was 16. After this, she pursued a four-year college degree before becoming an apprentice with Ballet West in her early 20s. Forthright and determined, Allison succeeded in getting a start with Ballet West and now is a soloist dancing great roles with great choreography. So let's get started. I've shared a bit about your accomplishments, but could you please share a bit more about yourself and then your personal journey in dance? Um, yeah, I mean, I started dancing when I was three years old. My mom put me in ballet and gymnastics, and I guess at some point I decided that I only wanted to dance. So I quit gymnastics, um, and I had done that from three years old to, I think I was about to turn 13, so I was 12 years old, and my little sister was being born, and I, my parents had gotten a divorce, and my mom remarried, so we moved, and all this stuff started going on, and I, I decided that I didn't want to dance anymore. So I actually quit ballet from the time I was in eighth grade until my junior year of high school. I didn't dance at all. So you were old enough to kind of really think through it. Was it something that you sat up at night and thought through, or did you talk to your mom about it, or how that decision come? Um, well, I just remember I'm the oldest in my family, and I, I don't know. I guess I always just had self-awareness, even as a kid. And um, I just remember feeling just like there was too much going on, you know, between, you know, my family was changing, and, you know, that's hard. And then I'm at a new real school, which is tough, you know, when you're the new girl. And then also I was I switched ballet schools, and I was 12 years old, but I came right in with all the 
high school girls, and I just remember not having the best experience because I was this young little thing getting parts, and I remember just, you know, it, it just seemed like too much. Yeah, and um, I knew I couldn't, like, you can't change your life, your parents, you can't quit school, and I just remember thinking, like, I need some kind of a break. And for me, it, it just was ballet. But it didn't mean that I didn't love to dance because I always loved it. It just, I needed something to kind of go away. And so I did that. And um, and my mom, she's always been the type to kind of let, let us find our own path. So she didn't think it was going to, like, really damage us in any way, you know. So I remember talking with her about it. And she just saying, okay, if this is what you want, if you don't want to dance anymore, that's your choice. She never forced me to do anything, really. So, so how did you kind of and, redefine your identity? Because I know that so many young dancers, kind of, that is who they are. So you wake up the next day and you're not dancing. What do you do when you go to school, you know, or all your free time, know, really? I don't remember feeling strange. But I also, I also was never the type of kid to be, I was like, I was a ballet girl, yes. I From the time I got home from school until 10 o'clock at night, I went to ballet. But I never remember it being like a overwhelming situation or something that totally just defined who I was. I used to sing as well. Oh, neat. Um, all the time as a child. And I just had a lot of things going on. I was always traveling. And I don't know. I, I remember being upset, but I don't remember it like really traumatizing me the change and I, I enjoyed my friends you know I enjoyed having like a normal quote-unquote life I I went to high school I went to real school you know I tried being a cheerleader one year and I of <laughs> course was bored with it because um, nothing is as demanding as ballet I also was on drill team and I remember being bored with that too so maybe that said something you were super um, flexible though <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was, it was easy. I guess it was too easy, and I hate to say that, but, you know, I, after coming from, like, dancing at, like, 8, 9, 10, 11 years old for as intense as I was, I, I didn't really find anything as challenging as that, I guess. Um, but then I just decided, you know, I once I kind of came into my own and, you know, as a teenager, I just was like, okay, I love to dance. I'm going to go back to ballet, and my mom was like, obviously so happy about it. And it was oh, one of the toughest things I've ever done, to be honest. So what, do you remember your first day back? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, were, yes. you said you were a junior? Well, like, yeah, I was, I was turning 16. Um, or turning 17. So I had already been 16, I guess. Like, I, was, I turned 16 as a sophomore. So, yeah, I was turning 17. Um, I, as a kid... Ballet was not that hard. It kind of came natural to me. And I guess I expected it to be that way when I came back after letting my body change into a normal, you know, <laughs> teenage girl and not working on my turnout or anything like that. And I remember just feeling like, oh, what did I do to myself? You know? So, like that first day back, what class were you in? I was right up with the advanced kids. I mean, my teacher missed me every, my, teacher, Mrs. Gedeon, when I quit, she was devastated, and I swear she called my house every two weeks the entire three years that I didn't dance. Well, that's a compliment. Yeah, she was like, come back, come back, and I'm like, oh, no, no, you know, so finally when I did, she was so happy, so she just threw me in the advanced level, and I had the knowledge, so it wasn't like I was behind that way. I just literally had to get back in shape. Weren't you pretty behind, like, on a point type of level? Um. 
Yeah, it, I I mean, I things weren't as easy as they were when I was 12. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but I just remember going right into it. I didn't waste any time. It was, it was insane. And, and there I was dancing, you know, on stage three months later. So that's yeah. that's neat because I would imagine with the the time and the maturity, then your heart kind of takes over and causes you to excel quicker. Well, I, I'm kind of the type where I I don't let really a lot of things stop me, and if I do, it that means like it's been building up for a really long time. And I guess I was just determined to get back, and I did everything I had to. I mean, I really changed a lot about my lifestyle too even as a kid I remember like deciding that I was going to eat healthier you know as a I remember eating like french fries at lunch you know with my friends and then I changed to bringing my own lunch to school and making sure I was eating healthy so I got back into the frame of mind of being a dancer right away but um, also what I had decided to do was um, I was the first in my high school to do this but my school had a program called the high school program and what we would do um, is take all of our academic classes in the morning and, um, oh, my dog, take on all of our academic classes in the morning, and then I would go to ballet uh, for the rest of the day. So my junior and senior year, I spent pretty much dancing all day. So the, did the school come up with that program, or did you kind of help design, design it? No, Pittsburgh Youth Ballet, uh, where I trained, has that program and had the program at the time, and um, yeah. After high school, what happened? My mother and my father were both like, I think you should go to college, and I remember being like, no, I just want to audition, and they just didn't think that was the best idea. They really wanted me to get an education, so I ended up applying to Indiana University, and um, I went there on a ballet scholarship, so I did dance all day. And they have a pretty strong ballet program, don't they? Oh, yeah. It's amazing. It's pretty much like being in a company. I had I had the same hours that I do at Ballet West. I dance the same repertoire that I do at Ballet West. So, But you got a degree, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it was, I, I think it's the best route to go if you aren't sure of what you want because you're dancing the hours that you need to be professional, but also getting an education so you can, you know, kind of decide. Because after taking so many years off, I think my mom was kind of just worried that I wasn't really able to make that decision yet, you know. Do you get a dance major when you went there? Yeah, I majored in ballet, but I also started journalism, which I wasn't able to finish because um, the classes were at the same time as ballet. But that's okay. Is the ballet program um, in college similar to kind of almost like your own sorority? I mean, that's who you spend all your time with? Or do you have a regular college life too? Um, it was really hard and it was something that I guess I had to learn or maybe never learn. But I tried to have the real college experience and the ballet college experience at the same time. And that's not that easy because you're up at 8 in the morning for your academics and you're dancing from 11 until 6, and then you're back in your academics until 10 o'clock at night. Oh, my gosh. So it's really <laughs> exhausting. <laughs> yeah. So do most people that go to um, a program that rigorous wind up going professional, or what do most dance majors go on and do afterwards? 
Well, a lot of people told me that if I did that, that I was never going to become professional because you don't get hired that old. It's it's baloney. Is it? I, well, I guess I'm just talking from my own experience, but I I think that really if you put your mind to it, you can get it done. I mean, I well, you I obviously did it, and did. I took a lot of time off. <laughs> yeah, and I I the only thing I did do though is I lied on my resume about my height. How tall are you? Uh, I'm 5'9". I said I was 5'8", which I thought like one <laughs> inch would help me. And, um... Like they can tell the difference. You know, it's like right, you stand there people like, okay, know. I'm helping myself a little. <laughs> it's one thing um, to like lie about five pounds, but a height is a little different. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I got caught, uh, funnily enough, by um, Pam Robinson, who's my battling mistress here. Because she was the one who auditioned me for Ballet West, and she's like, I'm pretty sure you're lying about your height. And I was like, oh, my God, you could tell. <laughs> That's funny. It was funny. But what about some of your friends from college? Did any of them go on to go professional, or what do people do with majors? Yeah, um, some people went professional. Um, not many of them. Because so, yeah. I always wondered what, what that major did for a person if they didn't go professional. Well, for me, um, for an example, you know, at this point, if if I wanted to become um, a dean of ballet, you know, at, say, the University of Utah, if I wanted to uh, teach there, they do require you now to have experience professionally and also a degree. A lot of colleges do. So I would be able to slip into a job like that, something like that. When you auditioned for Ballet West, did you know that's where you wanted to go, or were you just trying to audition as many places as possible? What was that process like? Well, I had been told so many times there was no way I was getting a job, so I kind of went into the audition season with just the mindset of get to New York, audition for as many companies as possible, and hopefully come out with a job. And, yeah, I mean, I knew that Ballet West liked tall dancers, so it was definitely at the top of my list. Um, but I just, it was actually the very first audition I went on. Really? In January of that year. Wow. Yeah. And then how many did you do after that, or did you find out pretty quickly? Um, oh God, I, I probably did 25 to 30 auditions. My, um, did you watch Breaking Point? I have. I, maybe not every episode, but I have watched it. <laughs> did you watch this season, the second season or the first? I've watched a lot of each, but not every one of all, if that makes okay. sense. <laughs> um, well, Jonathan, yeah, um, my my ex, but at the time, he, he was, like, so wonderful. He got in the car with me every Friday night. I would get done dancing at, like, 6, and we would drive to New York City. And I would get in super, super late or early in the morning, sleep for a few hours, go on to auditions on Saturday, maybe two auditions on Sunday, then we would turn around, get back in the car, and drive back. And I did that every weekend for four months. But I remember, I know April, though, of after doing 25 to 30, I remember driving up there because we had friends that lived there, so we always had a place to stay. We didn't have to worry about hotels. And we drove up there, and I just looked at him one day, and I was like, I don't want to go on any more auditions. Aww. And he's like, what? I was like, if if I don't get a job after 25 to 30 tries, then, you know, I was just exhausted. I was like, enough's enough. And then I didn't go in anymore after that. Oh, you didn't? 
No, he said okay. <laughs> so is there like an actual audition season or is it ongoing for companies? Um, well, like if I wanted to go audition for a, comp- a different company at this point, I would just go take company class somewhere. Okay. But when you're new, the novice and you have no experience at all, you basically have to go into what we call cattle calls. So there's like hundreds and hundreds of dancers. And they always come like through New York and then you go to New York and you... But is there like a season or are they kind of always churning these auditions they're usual, out? They're usually January through April. Um, just because most ballet companies, like Ballet West is AGMA, which is the union, um, the American Guild of Musical Artists. And we're all on these contracts where we have until April 1st to turn in our, our contracts saying we want our job back or we don't want our job. So basically, companies don't know of openings until that late anyway. Ah, okay. So. so then you, April, you're done with auditions. What happened after that? Um, an entire month went by. What were you thinking? Like, I'm done? I'm like, just going to get a yeah, regular job? I remember crying. Aww. I cried every day. I'm like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm going to get a normal job. I could call it. <laughs> I call anything but ballet like a normal job. I'm like, I'm going to be normal, you know? <laughs> All these and years, I, was, I don't want to be normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I remember teaching ballet one night and getting a call from the company manager at Ballet West and them saying they offered me a job, and I just started bawling. Aww. It was like the, the most relieved I ever felt. And then I remember calling my mom and her not being able to – understand me and she was thinking something happened bad and I was like you're in an accident this is a good cry I'm not gonna be 24 (laughs) it was really funny because I was like I'm not gonna be 24 and like you have to take care of me I can take care of myself (laughs) it was really funny (laughs) now did you have any other offers yes um ballet Arizona so after that thing started happening yeah oh that's so wild huh yeah um, so, and I got talked to at Aspen Santa Fe, um, about being a supplement, supplemental dancer for them when they needed somebody. But at the time they, you know, cause they're a very small company. They only have 10 dancers. They didn't have any contracts open, but also I was very tall for their men. Um, but yeah, so three things have come from all that, which is really good because perseverance pays off. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, companies don't have jobs open very often. Yeah, it sounds like that. Yeah. But I, and because I've like experienced things outside of this place, I feel like I can keep a level head sometimes. I mean, I don't always, um, but I do look at it differently sometimes. But I mean, I do, or I have, and, you know, up until recently, um, I, fi- I finally feel like I caught up with my peers because. My very first professional show with Valley West was my 24th birthday. And I was just an apprentice one. And, and people who were around me at 24 years old were already soloists. And I remember thinking, oh, I'm so behind. Like, when am I ever going to catch up? Am I ever going to catch up? Am I going to be in the core for my entire career? Will I ever get a lead part? You know, I, I was very determined to not stay in that place. And that's where... Right, because that, that gets in your head. Oh, it had, yeah, and it did. I mean, Breaking Point Season 1 was a great example of that because I felt like I was on the verge of a change, you know, like professionally, and I wanted it so bad that I kind of got, like, overly obsessed with it. 
so everything drove me insane. But, like, people didn't understand that. In my mind, I was thinking, like, how am I going to catch up, you know? It's been a strange journey. And I think that, like, your life experiences outside of dance, um, I've heard from another principal dancer that, you know, you need to have real-life experiences in order to portray the stories that you're trying to tell through your dance. If you don't have anything but dance, then you're you're more shallow. Like, you have deeper layers than maybe another dancer would. Yeah, I, I say it all the time. I, I use this, you know, example, but I'm if you don't have, like, if you're playing Romeo and Juliet, but you've never been in a relationship like that, then how can you right. how can you show that kind of like passion or obsession or craziness? You know, it's like, and that comes with age. Even if you're 18 years old, 19 years old, and you're like the most gifted dancer, it's probably going to be a lot different watching that girl do Juliet than somebody who's maybe in their late 20s or 30s doing the same role. And from a non-dancer, what I wind up becoming captivated by is the the you know you assume the technique is there and of course that's that's needed to be a major dancer but I wind up getting captivated by the story that the emotions are showing on the face so you know that's more important half the time to a non-dancer audience member than than the true feat you know so along with disappointments I'm sure you've had some amazingly shining moments in your career. Can you speak of one of I them? I think that this past year has been probably the most defining year of my career thus far, just because I felt like um, the Allison that you saw in Breaking Point Season 1, I was going through a lot, and then this year I kind of found myself. Um, I really felt like I grew up, and I, I felt like I grew into a woman, and um, you know, getting promoted to soloist, I, I honestly never in one million years thought that that would ever happen for me. So it was just one of those things where, like, this isn't real, you know, this can't. I really never thought he would do that. I knew he was, I mean, he was giving me rules, and I was sure that he would probably give me opportunities, continue to, Adam, I'm talking about, but I never thought he'd he'd promote me. It just didn't seem like, you know, I was like, this, this doesn't happen. I guess it did. But it almost sounds like it, it came from you getting out of that negative place into more of a acceptance and a Yeah, I think place, he was really. waiting for me to do that, but at the same time, like, he wasn't... It's crazy because he's always had um, confidence in me in, in ways that I wasn't so confident in myself, where, like, he it drove him insane that I was always worried about my age. It still does. You know, he's like, what, what do you care? And I'm like, oh, you don't, you know, like, how can you understand? I've, I've only been dancing six years and everybody around me has been dancing 12. Like, that's a lot more experience than me. You know, I, I still haven't done a full length, but really like in the time frame that I've been dancing, that's not that outlandish. But to me, I look around to people who are 30 and I'm like, they've all done one already. But to him, he's like, you're going to dance until you're 40. You're going to be fine. I'm like, what? You know, <laughs> okay. You won't have to do the yeah, real job like, for a long time. Mean? You know, um, so it's been interesting. So, Allison, has there been one piece of advice that you've received that stuck with you over the years? Definitely. Um, that is to be unique, I guess. To find. Oh, I love that. Yeah, to find the one thing about you that is different than everyone else. And I. I mean, everybody is a good dancer. Everybody has something, you know, about them mm-hmm. that makes them a great dancer. But 
what's going to set you apart from 100 people auditioning in a room, you know? And I guess I kind of just tried to find that in myself, do things different. I still do. I refuse to, like, do things the same as other people. And not because I don't respect what they're doing. I just want to be different. I want to define Allison, not, you know, be somebody else. So that's what I tell my kids all the time when I teach. So can you describe a moment that you've had thus far in your career where you kind of just looked around and I thought, holy cow, I've, I've made it, I've done it? It was when I almost quit. Really? Yeah. Was, and so what happened? I remember being in Cinderella rehearsals last year, sitting in the back of the room, like Christiana and Rex next to me, and like watching this rehearsal process and Wendy Soames yelling at people and Adam getting nervous in the front and everybody running around like banshees. And I thought, oh my God, like, look what I do for a living, you know? <laughs> and so what happened then? I just decided that I have to enjoy myself on stage no matter what. That's great. Yeah, because I've let, like, little things get to me where, you know, I mess up on stage and I think it's the end of the world and blah, blah, blah. And then when you get really close to walking away from it again, like, I just realized it's so short anyway. Like, I could get injured tomorrow and be done. I don't know. Like, and my mom kept telling me that for years. She's like, you need to enjoy yourself, Allison. You get... You've been getting so wrapped up in all this crazy stuff, all you know, like you're letting it pass you by. And I'm like, never really listened to her, and then all of a sudden it well, hit she's me. She's got to be proud that you finally heard it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'm pretty stubborn. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of your mom, how has your family played a part in your success? Oh, they—they're the most supportive group of people I've ever. Um, known but they're also very honest with me even when it kind of hurts which I appreciate um because they don't ever blow smoke anywhere you know it's just it is what it is and it's helped me um I wish they could see me more often but anytime I'm on the east coast they it's easier for them to come watch me dance but they usually get out to Salt Lake once a year so what do you think you'd be doing if it wasn't for ballet Uh, I think I would be a journalist definitely well, maybe that's your career number two after acting. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about it. I mean, I'm I'm trying to, I really, I, I can see myself. I've been teaching so often that I really would love to run a school, a program um, of my own, just because I think it's so amazing when, when you get into a room with a bunch of children who are looking at you and they're not just wanting to learn ballet, but you, you can teach them so much about life and, like how to carry themselves, and I don't know. It's it's something that I guess is a gift. Well, it is. You're right. That you can appreciate, you know, like being a part of so many people's lives in a positive way. And well, you could be that one person that when they grow up, you know, you made the difference. I remember think like little things people have said to me in my life, whether it be like positive or negative, and it's really stuck with me. Um, so to be like somebody like that is really cool. I I really like it, but. I just think I would love to put on productions. Like, I want to be the director in the front of the room one day. Or, like, I could get a corporate job. I can, like, wear pin skirts every day. And go to <laughs> well, that's not, that's not so popular anymore. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Anything. Casual's a new workplace. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Oh, geez. No, I want You get... might have missed your window there. <laughs> oh, geez. Because, you know, we're, like, in leotards all day. I get dressed for work. 
and then I wear my clothes for like 45 minutes and then I wear them again on my way home and then that's it. No one ever sees my clothes. Well, just wear like a really nice suit on the way to work. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I'll try. (laughs) Shock everybody with your pinstripe pencil skirt. (laughs) Yeah, they'd be like, what are you doing? In Salt Lake City, everybody (laughs) kind of dresses like they're going skiing, so I'd stick out like a sore thumb anyway. Oh, you know what? Make a statement. I think you could. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your opinion about the necessity of training in a year-round program, like a trainee program, in order to be accepted into a major company? Um, I'm, like, always a little weary to voice my opinion about it because I don't want to step on any toes, but I think, um, like, Physically, for a dancer, it's probably the best thing for them, the, the amount of hours, the training, what they're going to learn. But I'm mm-hmm. not so sure mentally it's the best. I see what you're saying, yeah. Um, I just have seen a lot of the times like, these kids that come out of these programs and they're so talented, but there's just something like about them that worries me in the way they think. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's kind of scary sometimes where I'm like, oh, no. Like, it, like Ballet is everything. They don't have a life outside of it. They don't – they never even went to, like, a homecoming dance or, you know, things that I feel like you need to experience as a child to grow. Um, I don't know. I, it's tough. I, I mean, I, I did that program as a junior and senior. Um, but I was older, I was 17, 18 years old. And I think at that point, maybe, you know, you're old enough to take care of yourself in those situations. But I think as a young kid, just like sending your child away at 13 years old, um, 14 years old, it's crazy. Some of the things they can hear in the ballet world. I mean, I, 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 I feel like personally, I don't fit into a lot of the stereotypes of what, you know, a ballet dancer is like, um, but, I mean, some of those negative things still do exist, like the weight issue. And I, I couldn't imagine, like, being a young kid being told, you know, you you have to be on a diet. I would, I don't know, I don't even think, like, if I were told that, I would even accept it, but that's just who I am. It just worries me. I don't know. What about summer intensives? Do you have an opinion about, um, kind of two questions, whether the, whether they're necess- necessary or beneficial, and then the second piece of it would be, do you think that you go to one um, program because you want to become a part of that program, or do you try and get a w- wide range of experiences in the summer? Um, okay, first, yes, I do think they're beneficial because you could learn a lot by getting away from your school that you go to year-round. Uh-huh. Uh, do I think it's a necessity? No, because I've actually never gone to a summer program in my life, except for um, when I was a senior going into college. I went to ABT's summer program in New York, but that was the only one I went on. Um, As a kid, I never went away. Um, And not for, I just didn't want to. I, you know, like I I remember just wanting to play outside with my friends. I, I, I guess I'm like the weirdest ballet dancer you'll ever meet um <laughs> well, it's worked for you <laughs> i guess um uh but i i i don't know about like putting all your eggs in one basket because i guess the chances of getting into that program is probably better or your chances better to do that but i mean i think it's best 
I would give advice to kids to learn as much as they can from as many people as they can. You know, do all do everything modern, contemporary, jazz, tap, African. I mean, seriously, I think that the more experience you have, the better off you're going to be. Well, that makes sense. So, Allison, is there one thing that might surprise you? Um, not surprise you, surprise the listeners about you. Um, it's a tough question <laughs> that you're willing to reveal. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I guess, like, I think you could probably tell already that I haven't had the most, like, conventional experience as a ballet dancer. And I'm not saying that any of my choices were the best choices, because I know I've definitely made mistakes along the way. Just, um, I guess, I don't really listen to anybody. (laughs) And I think maybe that would be, like, the most surprising (laughs) thing. I definitely have respect for authority, but... Right. I don't really put too much clout into anything anybody says to me, whether it's good or bad. Right, right. And it's very... good. Yeah. I mean, and I I just... I mean, things will bother me, but it won't bother me for long. So... Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it has gotten me in trouble before. I... I mean, I don't, like, really keep my mouth shut very often, you know. I just, I guess when something, and I feel like I want to speak out about something I'm not afraid to. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, that's not always the best thing, but I think that, like, I, you guys have respect for yourself, so people have respect for you. Well, I think it shows authenticity, which I think is what makes a person more endearing, is when they're being themselves, whether it's always good it doesn't really matter but you're being who you are and I think that that's far better than faking it thanks yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm always this I'll be the same person it's the president of the United States if a, like if President Obama walked in the room I would still act the same as I did you know in front of <laughs> whoever well that's great yeah <laughs> Which is a good transition to the next question is about the TV show. And I think that your personality shows, which is part of the reason why I think so many of um, fans of yours is because you are real and it shows. You know, I don't think you can hide real in that kind of scenario. But with that being said, what's it like to be on a reality show? Not many people have that opportunity. It can be weird at times, but I never felt yet really like it's that different than just living my life. But that is because... I I kind of, I didn't change anything about myself or my situation to suit the show. I just kind of went on doing what I would have done if the cameras weren't here, which I guess I took a big chance, you know, putting that much out there for people to talk about or have opinions about. But at the same time, I'm just like, whatever, you know, like I really felt like doing the show was going to help ballet. And that's all I saw. I didn't see anything else. I didn't see any personal um, gains or losses from it. I just kind of felt like it was going to help expose ballet to people who don't know ballet. You know, we, we, we reached an audience that has never, I mean, we just opened with Firebird, Who Cares, and Petite Moore for our 50th anniversary fall rep here. And people from Virginia, Pennsylvania, Florida, St. Louis, Colorado, California, were meeting us outside the stage door with their family saying, we've never seen ballet before, but we had to travel to see Ballet Aww. West because of Breaking Point. And I just thought to myself, like, what else could you ask for? Did you feel like a famous rock star or something? 
it's really crazy when you're just like That'd be wild. Yeah, everywhere we go, you know, different cities will be in like a Starbucks and people are staring at you and then they come like over really awkwardly and you're like, it's okay, I'm just normal, you know, like they're afraid of you or something. I'm like, I'm just getting coffee like you. That's you know, really it's cool. like, it's okay. I love that. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Well, it's kind of like what you, like a person dreams of it. Yeah, you know, I would imagine as a professional ballerina, you probably over the course of your career would have been able to go anywhere and people might have thought to themselves oh she looks like a dancer but not recognize you as somebody you know they do yeah it's, it's interesting but it also puts a lot of pressure on you because you're just now that people go to a show and know who you are you're not just like <laughs> Alice in the Bonasso with the Ballet West they're like oh that's her you know and they're expecting you to do well all the time and oh. I don't know it kind of it's nerve-wracking when we just went on tour to Chicago all I kept thinking was oh god I better dance well because oh. there are all these people here See, I'm picturing when you said that, I said it's nerve-wracking, like you can't, like, burp in public or something. You're talking about yeah. dance. <laughs> well, because you know if I would have danced, like, horribly on Twitter, it would have blown up and been like, oh, I wasn't oh, yeah. not I thought dancer. she was something. She's not all that. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrifying. But what about, like, the scenes? Do they have to set those things up and, you know, kind of, are they real? Are they, you know, like, when you are having your coffee discussion with a friend, is that take one, take two, or is it just well, I one mean, take? Or how does that work? Well, think about it, okay? Like, in order to be filmed, they have to set up three to four cameras. So obviously you go somewhere and you're waiting there for the cameras to be set up. So there is a sense of, like, unnatural, right. you know, setting. So did they say, all right, so now you walk in the coffee shop, we're all set up, you can come in now and make your yeah. order? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. And, you know, like, I mean, they do have storylines for us. So they're not going to, like... Let you talk about a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they'll let you, but it's not going to end up on television. So do they do they prompt you and say, what about that fight with so-and-so? Do they kind of yeah. like get you going? Yeah, they'll ask you. And then you either give them a dirty look or you're just like, fine, I'll talk <laughs> about it. You know? Um, oh, how fun. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, most of those scenes, like, are usually, like, an hour long and you guys only see 45 seconds of it. So imagine that, like... You're only getting one, like, 30 second of a, like, (laughs) mid-bit of something. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's frustrating when you're watching because you're like, that's not what I meant. Yeah, that's not. Well, well, you see that, like, on some of these shows where, like, I went, they played the villain, and I was actually not that person, but they needed the villain, so here I am. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Or they just, I mean, you can take anybody's, this is what I always say, if you put 10 people in front of a glass wall and there was somebody in a room and they punched the wall, you would probably have 10 different reasons as to why that right. person punched the wall. <laughs> and that's reality television. Uh, uh, that would be fun. Well, I, I actually applied <laughs> years ago for, for a Survivor, so I thought it would be really fun to do. So. Oh, God. You... <laughs> Survivor? I can never eat bugs. <laughs> The funniest thing is not that you need to know this, but we were watching um, family films done in my basement one night, and somehow my audition tape came on, and my kids were howling because they didn't know anything about it. They were like so embarrassed. That's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't. I didn't even get a call. So 
<laughs> Clearly, I wasn't the right candidate. <laughs> that means you probably weren't crazy, so, you know, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had a G.I. Joe doll and a sled in Minnesota with a tank top on, so I was trying to show that I was fit and cool. <laughs> That's, it didn't that's work. not enough. They need no. Like I'm pretty sure if my like, yeah, if my like personal life wasn't in shambles, I probably wouldn't have been on the show. So, oh, good point. You know, it's just like you need that extra. I was too normal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, you were just happy. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, so where do you see um, your TV show heading? Did they? Are you guys going to do more? You don't know, or you're not allowed to say. We don't know yet, and they're kind of keeping us up at at bay, which is a little. But bit I guess you just go on with your life then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just going to keep doing my thing. So if they show up one day, then you know they'll they'll pick up where it left off, you know. But yeah, um, well, as long yeah, as you don't have to have a normal life. <laughs> don't yeah, don't I mean, wear my your suit yet. My life is never normal, and I think that like after Breaking Point, it's never going to be like. Oh, it won't be normal. Mm-mm. No, the fun thing is, is you could always use that on your resume to get a fun job. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. <laughs> if you want to be a journalist, at least you got that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's true. I have experienced filming now, so. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, if you need an editor, I've learned how to edit. <laughs> oh, cool. Okay, I'll keep you in mind. <laughs> I can cut and paste you to sound really good or really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, just, that's what I don't know. I don't know anything no, about that. No, it's really so. fascinating. This whole podcasting thing has been a huge learning curve, but it's very, very interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's it's cool that you do this. <laughs> so anyway, at this point in the interview, I ask questions from aspiring dancers, and um, I was able to throw it out to some of the dancers at um, our local studio, and it was kind of fun, and the elevator, they're all super excited I was going to be talking to you today and uh, one of them said um, her name's Juliet she's like well one question I need you to ask was does she remember retweeting my tweet it was a really big thing for me so <laughs> apparently you made her day <laughs> oh that's really cute well I mean I've I've told Julia that at the time you know like I thought it was fantastic but I retweet so many people that like I think so many people are interesting and and everything so obviously like whatever she had to say I thought was really cool so um yeah tell her she can tweet me again and be like I'm from the podcast there you go well anyway she's got questions for you she's um she's turning 15 this weekend she's a part of the trainee program and um her questions are the first one is what has been your biggest struggle in becoming a professional and how did you overcome that I think just the biggest struggle are the mental games you know, the days where you feel discouraged or feel like not you're not good enough, how are you going to get past those days? Because those are the days where you want to walk away the most, you know. So it's just remembering that usually it's just a phase. You know, it could, it could last a week. You could have a really crummy week, but, you know, there's light. And then the second tunnel. question is, do you dance differently with a camera around? And does the TV show show who you really are? Um, season one, I was really, really aware of the cameras and it made me more nervous to know that they were watching me. And then season two, I said, ugh, I don't care. <laughs> I'm just doing it. You know, like they, I honestly forgot they were even in there most of the time. That's awesome. Um, and as far as like showing who I really am, I, I did and said everything on the show. It was just like, I just like to remind people that it's just a, small part of who we are you know we have a million different 
Thought Her next been. question is, do you love dancing so much that you would be willing to put someone else through what you've gone through? I mean, I obviously, like, that's a tough question because, I mean, I basically gave up, like, a life with somebody for this, which is really hard. Um, so, obviously, I love it enough to be sort of selfish about it, but I'm not sure I would force. I mean, I actually, I'm sure I would never force anything on anybody, even my own kids. Um, so, whether they want to do it or not, I guess, is entirely up to them. But I'm, I'm also not going to be the one to be, like scaring them away from something at the same time. I think like anybody's experience could be different. There is definitely something hard about what we do, but I'm pretty sure no matter what you do, there are going to be times where it's really challenging. So then the next question comes from Sophia, who's also a trainee in the same program, and she is also pursuing a professional career. Her question is, do you enjoy being on reality? Excuse me. Do you enjoy being on reality TV or is it, or does it get hard to dance to your full ability with a camera around? Um, yeah, I mean, no, I, I, like I said before, it, it really doesn't bother me anymore. I did in season one. I was hyper aware of what was going on, but then I, I realized really late how much attention they were putting on me because of like the situation with Rex and I, where they had their eyes on us and they did in season two as well, but I kind of learned to just deal with it better. I mean, season one is crazy. It's like it was the perfect storm for reality television because here you are, you have, like, me trying to get promoted. You have, like, this personal thing happening between John and myself, and then, you know, here comes Rex, who's, like, this, you know, cute thing just distracting me and, you know, like, normal life stuff. And then you have a reality TV show, and we're filming until 11 o'clock at night, but they're back in our house at 7 in the morning, so I'm exhausted. Like, it was the perfect storm. I couldn't get a handle on it while they were here, you know? And then I watched season one, and I was like, okay, I'm not going to let this actually, like, take over my life or stay. They're coming into my world, I guess I decided. You know, they're on my turf now. (laughs) Yeah, so it's my – it was, and that's how I felt in season two. I was just like – I'm not talking about that. I don't care. I'm not doing that. I don't, you know, like, yes, you're welcome into this part of my life or no, you're not. You know, I wasn't, I kind of just took the reins. So then in closing, a few final questions that I always ask. The first one is if you could go back in time to your 13-year-old self, which actually is very apropos for you, with the wisdom and confidence that you learned along the way, what advice would you give to yourself? To not be intimidated by anyone or anything. And with that same uh, wisdom and confidence and lessons learned, what would be your advice to aspiring dancers today? I guess it's just what we do is very challenging physically and mentally, and it's hard to become professional, not because, like, dancers aren't good enough, but just it's a very small world. Sometimes there aren't jobs. You know, sometimes it's a matter of, like, being at the right place at the right time. Um, I guess just knowing that if it doesn't happen, it's not the end of the world. Right. Like you are, you're going to be happy one day doing something else as well, because like this career ends for you at some point, no matter what, it's not like you retire at 35 years old and then cannot work the rest of your life because you have an amazing retirement. You know, it doesn't happen. There's going to be a second career (laughs) of some sorts for everybody. So it's like, 
enjoy yourself while you're doing while you're dancing because it's going to end no matter what at some point thank you so much i really really appreciate it and thank you again for joining us on balancing point and if you like today's interview please let us know and if you have any questions for allison or any of our previous guests feel free to send them our way thanks and have a great day Thank you.